Welcome to The Weekly. I'm Jeremy. I'm Chris. And this week on The Weekly, the Year Zero and Dragon Bane licenses. Ooh. Uh, Draft. Yeah, draft, draft versions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so leaked the, draft? Yeah. <laughs> no, not Sorry. leaked. Yeah, the, right. the official draft. Official draft. The first copy of D&D ever sold. So go back to the good old days. Okay. <laughs> Ardlings fail in the uh, play test for uh, 5e. Okay. Or, I guess it's not 5e. It's for it's D&D 1D. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And Black Flag is pulling a Paizo. Okay, I yeah. want to see what that means. Yeah, All right. so, so they had right. they had a little bit of an explanation because people are starting to get really upset. It's like this is just five e. I think That's, isn't that what you wanted? Yeah, they were expecting them to reinvent the wheel or something. Right, but okay. uh, one of the uh, head designers uh, did a blog post that kind of explained what they're doing, and that's exactly what it sounds like. It's like, oh uh, yeah, well we'll get into it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. But first, let's start with the new licenses. So uh, free league launches their uh, new licenses for Year Zero and Dragonbane. So Year Zero will be a, a license and an SRD, mm-hmm. and Dragonbane is just a license for making modules, okay. basically. You might get into it, but mm-hmm. what is the license for the SRD? Because we've talked before oh, about, right. okay, is it like Creative Commons? Is it uh, whatever? Yeah, they're calling it their free tabletop license, FTL. So okay. it's their original uh, third-party license. Uh, I thought FTL was faster than light. It but is. Anyway, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. So we have to make some sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> FTL. Yes. Using FTL. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so they've already, I mean, this has already been uh, uh, put together by an attorney, which is interesting because a lot of the feedback is like criticizing the legal, like amateurs criticizing what the work of an attorney. I know, man. One of the downsides <laughs> of the internet is letting idiots think and know everything, right? right? Anyway. Yes. So um, this license will give you an irrevocable worldwide royalty-free right to use the Year Zero uh, SRD, Year Zero Engine SRD, okay. to publish your own role-playing material based on it. And uh, so they, they tweaked the SRD and kind of included um, evolutions and things that have happened okay. uh, in, in new newer versions of it for, right. for okay. different games. And, um, and they said it's very similar to what they're already using for their workshop, for the uh, Free League workshop. So, yeah, very generous and uh, uh, very easy to use. Um, I didn't get as much time to look at the Dragon Bane, and that's still kind of upcoming. But uh, one of the, the big comments that people made is you have to define what a module is <laughs> it's like, okay well we're gonna i guess you know legally i guess we can I, have to define every so, yeah. term okay. but uh yeah so and maybe it's just because uh people do have the tendency uh because of how third-party developers are working with 5e of doing things that just support like a book of spells a book of monsters whatever and they probably want adventures you know they right. probably, well yeah. that's what i was just gonna say like i, I haven't looked at the the dragon bane license either but i wonder if someone could just come up with here's a, a sub you know spells or here's a new class or here's mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. like does that fall under the legal term of module for, modules, right. for this case yeah. right yeah so we'll see what uh we'll see how that goes and so if you don't know the year zero engine um it's the basis for a lot of uh, mm. things that uh, Freelink has done. So Mutant Year Zero, uh, Coriolis, uh, Tales from the Loop, Forbidden Lands, Alien, Veasan, uh Blade Runner, yep. and the upcoming uh, Walking Dead universe. Right. <laughs> so mm. Ask us how we feel about that. It's going to suck. If that's a good game, it's really going to... It's going to be a good system right. for that game, but it's going to suck because I don't want to play Walking Dead. That's That's gone on. Yeah. It's, it's that, That's fine. You don't have to. No, <laughs> right. one has, no one has like zombie gun to your head and you must play Walking Dead, right? But what if it's really fun? Yeah. Yeah, that's really... Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not... The, the Walking Dead's kind of... Eh, whatever, right? But yeah, based on my reaction to 
Alien, mm-hmm. right? It kind of went, yeah, oh, this is fantastic, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Haven't right. played Blade Runner, but you said that's fantastic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, feelings on Walking Dead aside, mm-hmm. if it's using the Year Zero engine, it's probably going to be decent. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. I They're probably so. going to use, like, gear stuff from Forbidden Land, mm-hmm. right? To kind of... Yeah, like resource dice stuff. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. Right, right. And I could see using, like, panic, stress and panic yes. dice, right? Yeah, right. So it, it's going to be oh, a good system, right? <laughs> oh, oh, there's that zombie gun. We're going to have to play it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it just that... Yeah, the IP. Uh, that, that's interesting, too, because IP usually brings you into something that you wouldn't try. And this time, it's like making me say, yeah, I don't really want to... Yeah, deal with that uh, yeah. AMC-ridden <laughs> I mean, like, universe. I wonder what would make it Walking Dead. Yeah, well, I think um, probably like survival and tension between the humans and then constant zombie mm. threat. You know, maybe well, you're like rolling kind of walking, you know, like uh, wandering zombie t- uh, tables and uh, things. Yeah, Probably. No, but, okay, like I was thinking, because, okay, Aliens, the game, right, mm-hmm. clearly has a defined universe. And I've watched like two episodes of The Walking Dead. I'm sure that has a defined universe or setting as well so right. it's probably going to be or my guess would be places right mm-hmm. like yes, write-ups yes, right. of the places yeah. and maybe some people or characters from right. the thing to make it walking dead where mm-hmm. it would depending on the price tag if you wanted to play zombie apocalypse it would probably be dead easy to strip that stuff out and just play oh, yeah, generic yeah. zombie apocalypse, right? Right. Yeah. Um, the one thing that the, the comic especially does well is locations like mm-hmm. you know just like the, the shopping mall from um Dawn of the Dead right. and things like they have a, a prison, like they find a prison and then they, they confine themselves in a prison because it's the most secure place. You know, the fences and everything are the, the most secure thing to keep zombies Was out. Was it a commentary on the military industrial prison complex? Uh, not, not as, that's not what as that, That's what the original Dawn of the Dead was, right? Not, not anyway. so much. Not to that same extent but right, uh yeah. lost interest yeah, yeah. It, it's a uh, uh th- they do a nice the comic did a nice job and then the show just imitated that and right. then they start to build little settlements and mm. things and it gets way too much into kind of the politics of little tribes of humans right. and just uh, well, if that's if that's in there i have zero interest well, in. i remember i had a kind of a big discussion with someone uh, other chris like a while back I'd be like okay zombie apocalypse like what is the focus of the zombie apocalypse is it survival or are zombies just kind of like a catalyst to show how shitty people are to each other, right? Because right, those right. are two different things, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. Right? Yeah, and the, the one thing that the show does all too often is uh, there's tension between characters and something that's not going to get resolved. Oh, and one of them's eaten by a zombie yeah, at the yeah. end. Yeah, like yeah that, that's, pretty, that's, that's pretty lazy. It's resolved. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anyway, all right. I don't have to worry about that anymore. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So did the founder, did the Chaosium founder, Greg Stafford, own the first ever copy of D&D sold? And was it bought directly from Gary Gygax himself? I'm going to guess yes, based on otherwise. <laughs> if, the, if the answer was no, this bit goes nowhere. There's a lot of, de- a lot of detail <laughs> yeah, in that there question. Yeah, too many details. Uh, no, no, that's not, it, that's not it at all. The answer is no. Moving on. All right. <laughs> so... Um, the answer to that question, uh, w- so that question was answered on the now defunct uh, Stafford Codex, which was the blog that um, mm-hmm. Greg kept, and uh, it was they retrieved it. Chaosium retrieved it on using the Wayback Machine for like you know okay. old yep. internet pages and posted it on the Chaosium blog. And the story is great, and it brings you back to the time where there wasn't all this. I guess there was the satanic panic, but aside from that... <laughs> we had to figure out how shitty Gary Gygax was, <laughs> right. or it wasn't common knowledge, anyway. It was back yeah, back in the day when people were just making fantasy games and living their dreams. Sure. So yeah. um, after high school, uh, Greg got a job at a uh, belt buckle company in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Way too many details here. Yes. It has to be fake. Okay. <laughs> then, he moved, then he moved to California. His friend Jeff stayed at the company. 
and um, while he was um, at the uh, printer. So he was uh, picking up catalogs for the uh, the uh, Built Buckle Company. Uh-huh. The other day, there was a guy waiting for his stuff. I asked him what it was, and he said it was a fantasy game. And I said, hey, my buddy in California is doing one, too. Can I buy that? Can I buy one from you? And of course, uh, yeah, he was happy to sell the first copy. They just printed sure. it. It was the first okay. copy ever. And um, later on, uh, Greg asked Gary, so do you remember that happening? And was that, you know, hmm. uh, was that actually your first copy ever? He's like, yeah, that is that. And it was sent to him. But the sad ending is he lent it to the DM to run it and never got it back. Oh, so whoever, <laughs> whoever ran the first D&D campaign still has that. Depending on the format. It was in. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's kind of a staple, loose leaf page. It's probably ended up in a landfill somewhere, right? <laughs> right, right. Like yeah, someone's mom <laughs> threw it away, or just like someone moved house and like it's gone. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's yeah, that's so funny. Like how small, and that's we have to get back to those roots Do of we? yeah, yeah, no, of you know, of, of zines and like you know, printing your own and like th- this is your own thing. Not with D and D, we're not. <laughs> yeah, well, like yeah. that ship has sailed. You want to make right. like D and D zines? Like <laughs> there are so many mm-hmm. OSR and OSR adjacent zines like yeah, that that yeah. scene still exists yeah, yeah. just not with the indie right right no that's yeah, that's a very good point oh that's right the, the one thing i forgot to update us to speaking of D at the beginning is oh, no. uh brink watch brink watch day okay. 17 kyle hashtag not fired. <laughs> hashtag resign kyle <laughs> resign so he's still making his uh his his way through the uh the friendlier podcast so okay. youtubers and podcasts that are going to be friendly to him and tolerate his corporate speak he's still doing and a few of them have come fr- uh, confronted him about that and said so this guy was very critical of you why don't you go on his podcast it's like well, <laughs> well you know i don't know if we can get anything it's like right. no you just don't want someone to really ask you some difficult questions well, that, that you can't go well we're we're looking into that and we'll uh, get well, back th- to you that's all it would be that's the only answer would be right and <laughs> right. you know as someone who doesn't enjoy confrontation if i was in Kyle's position i would not go on those podcasts either right right, right. but i'm also not making kyle money so yeah no yeah right and the interesting thing that he said the default thing that uh uh came up is um well first of all he kept saying well i've just been here for a few years i you know this this was start this started way before me okay to kind of not get involved right. and uh, also that D or, or wizards of the coast needs to become just another creator we need to consider ourselves we have of course a lot more resources but we're we're creators just like you and we should stop using the term third party and we should all just call ourselves creators or producers of D D. like uh okay yeah that's that's great yeah because uh i guess the accusation was uh being non-competitive you know like mm-hmm. trying to put other mm-hmm. people out of business with this kind of walled garden that right. they're thinking of which is and exactly that, what they're trying to do right yeah. and that was the that was the answer is no no we're just another creator guys i mean we're almost a billion dollar brand but you know we're just a creator like you yeah we're small just like you yeah. <laughs> right. go on the critical role route i see no no we're, we're, we're just a home game just like you right sure we've got animated specials and comic books and all the stuff and a legal team that'll see you in, in dust if you yeah right yeah anyway yeah no not buying it kyle yeah. Well, I guess we got more and uh, I'm repurposing. So, uh, Matt, I think we're going to re repurpose uh the uh uh repurpose the not the best because oh, okay. I think Wizards of the Coast has actually earned that. They not, they not the best. Yeah, yeah. I think they they have earned they've gone from world's greatest role playing game to eh, well, not the best. Well, they did never <laughs> said world's best. Oh, okay. I suppose we're splitting hairs, right? right, right. Was it the world's greatest or world's most popular? Oh, maybe most popular. I don't, I'm sure if it's changed the yeah the verbiage. I'm not sure if it's changed. Because anyway. yes. if the word's most popular, definitely doesn't mean you're the best. Yeah, right, right. right. Oh, we're going That's right here. Um, everything. Kit? The no. world's greatest role oh, playing. Oh, goddamn it! All right. Oh, it's so great. 
Darn it. Sure. Were there any uh, like sarcasm quote marks? There? there were, yeah, greatest. Yeah, yeah, scare <laughs> quotes in there. <laughs> the greatest. But uh, speaking of the world's greatest role playing game, yeah. uh, they're still Alien doing. RPG? They're, no, okay, sorry. <laughs> they're still doing their um, Unearthed Arcana playtest for one D&D. And uh, Jeremy Crawford had to uh, make a video. And this video is had to. Okay. He had to. He was forced to. Probably off camera, there were guns involved. Right. Um, and in this video, he said, there are a lot of fans of Ardlings, but uh, Ardling's time has not yet come. The Ardling is moving out of the playtest for now, and maybe there may be some uh, future year we will return to them. So they, For those of us who don't give a shit, yes. I'm sorry, who don't know, <laughs> what is an Ardling? An Ardling is a celestial animal folk. All right, okay. <laughs> so it was like a, uh, you know, a you know, divine furry. furry. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So okay. thank you for taking that out. Yeah, we don't need any more animal heads on well, people. Well, I'm, I'm curious, mm. right? Why did it get taken out? If I don't, I, th- I yeah, I'm not sure. I think it was just people didn't. Maybe a lot of it was lore wise. Like they, they just said it was getting negative feedback. They didn't specifically okay. say um, what people were um, not happy about. But I think it was kind of it's it's maybe playing too much with the because uh, if we're gonna have, I don't know, if we're gonna have like you know gods and devils. I guess we are. Tieflings are already demon yeah, kin, yeah. right? Yeah. So and you already have Asimar. Yeah. So I'm not sure what uh, what people's big dislike for them was but i think it was just getting a lot of negative feedback and it was just kind of it it was vague and weird and a little too maybe overpowered as well Mm -hmm. if they have some divinity to them so yeah maybe it was just upsetting people how they were going to try to include whatever you know pantheon of gods or whatever this was including i think it's well i mean tangent i think it's kind of weird maybe not okay (laughs) from a company standpoint Mm -hmm. yeah you want to make sure whatever you put out next is a hit and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be right like people are gonna buy it right but i find the whole committee by design and and constant rounds of feedback thing very bizarre right right right. like okay i recently just released a game like a finally like a print and play pixel game Mm -hmm. and i did not polls but kind of informal things on twitter but it was about like which color do you like which is most legible does this Uh, read right Mm because we're using pixel stuff so i do understand wanting to get feedback before you release a game rather than releasing it and people going can't read this this is broken this doesn't yeah, work right, right so right, okay right. quality control quality testing mm-hmm. but yeah the whole thing about do you like this yeah do you like we, this we how about now do, do you like it, it, it's <laughs> they've been doing it since 5e mm-hmm. right like before yeah, 5e like well yeah. i suppose after they took a bath on 4e mm-hmm. right and enough people jumped ship to create paizo right, right. so i guess you kind of have to but on the same time it's like this is part of why myself and and I think a lot of people in the indie sphere feel that D and D will never be groundbreaking or mm. kind of innovative or mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. like that because it's like, what do you want to see? Yeah. Rather than saying we have this idea, we're going to do it, and I'm sure who knows? Maybe the designers don't get a say in this because the last time they had an idea was for E, and yeah, yeah, that did not work out for them. So. Right. Yeah, I think when they're, when they're really angling to try to get the new generation of like you know PC RPG gamers mm. and uh, yeah, it. I actually kind of want to go back and try for e sometime, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But I remember looking at like a leaked or, or pirated copy of the four e PHB, and as someone was coming from three point five and three, I went and kind I have no idea what the f- I'm looking at, uh, right? Because yeah. everything was so different, which I think is what happened, right? Right. Yeah. But I don't know the whole 
No, I, I think that's very true. You want designers to have a vision and, okay, this is going to be, because people do that anyhow. They say this is this era of D&D was this designer. This era of D&D was this designer. I don't think you can say that anymore. No, yeah, you definitely can't. Um, and so I, I think that, that you loses some identity and some character. It's like, oh, I didn't really like this guy's stuff, but then it got better, you know. Um, well, so there's always, yeah. There's, there's going to be some of the author's voice in there, right? Just kind of like the way like anthologies have like an editor, and right? Like mm-hmm, an editor right. is going to have something. So like people are individual designers are still putting things together. And I think you could probably look at some simulators and there might be a voice. But yes, I agree. It's going to be like a much weaker voice mm. with this construction by committee or design by committee style stuff yeah. where, again, like maybe we're outliers here. Does do the majority of people who play D and D do they care? Do they mm. notice? Right. Does right. it matter to them? Yeah, that's true. That the whoever is doing the playtest is this really the people they should even be listening to? If I don't they, know if they want new customers, if they want ease of use, if they want a, a nice range of you know types of uh, character. They got to go somewhere. But like you yeah. said, like is, are the people who are answering these surveys the people who are going to be playing, or are they kind of representative of? the larger pool of people mm-hmm. who are not terminally online and whatnot. I, I don't know. <laughs> right. But, but don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, uh, I'm the the playtest uh, species that did do well are the Dragonborn and, and Goliath. They're, uh, they got positive feedback. And of course, okay. the revised character class was uh, very, very well received, especially the its Ranger? new holy orders. Yeah. No, just, yeah, clerics. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the revised cleric. Okay. Oh, revised so cleric. Okay, so yeah. whew, revised clerics are safe. Okay. Mm. Whatever. But, um, Anyhow, oh, did you mention Paizo? I did. Well, speaking of Paizo, right. uh, there was a post, uh, the um, actually the very first uh, design diary posted on the uh, Project Black Flag, so the Kobold Press mm-hmm. blog. And this was the senior designer, uh, Celeste Konowich, um, wrote a entry kind of explaining, because a lot of people, the, the comments are just getting vicious. On the, Have uh, you been online you know, recently, my man? These black flag posts. Like, just relax. I mean, why why are you just going to harass? Oh, this is yeah a project that I, I want to harass as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they posted a uh, series of uh, questions and answers and kind of points to what okay. they're doing. So um, the the uh, playtest packet number one has been out and it goes up through heritage and lineage mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and isn't complete character creation. And they were just, you know, asking for feedback. Right. And so uh, the senior game designer um, just wanted to say, just want to answer a few questions, uh, kind of created a little bit of an FAQ. Um, so what is the point? <laughs> so um, why, what is the, why make a 5E clone? And uh, the answer is because it's time for the monopoly on D&D to end. Okay, um, noble goals. I don't really see how making a well. Okay, I kind of <laughs> do, but I don't know if I agree. Anyway, right. So this game has meant uh, too much for us for too long to let it be owned by just one company. Um, I love D anD. I played it. I played every edition, but hundreds of books, and my fondest memories are built on this game. I would go so far as to say, if not for D anD. I don't know if I would be here today. Ooh, ouch. Okay, um, but. Uh, so we want uh, 5.5e, not 1D&D, is basically uh, the types of things they're saying. And uh, will what they're doing be perfect? No, it won't. Um, but they're going to try, you know, try to do what they can, you know, the, the best that they can. Mm-hmm. And then they're going through and talking about uh, there will be changes. There, there, this will be different from 5e, but it's going to be the 5e that, you know, a lot of their material is written for, the 5e that they want to play. So if you're playing Cobalt Press, uh Material. This is probably going to work very well into what you know what you've already right. Uh, Was that enjoyed. stated? What that that, ver- that because okay, like 
Cobalt Press, much smaller than D&D, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're still like a company, right? Not an right. individual designer. So, okay, I haven't read Black Flag, but based on the comments I kind of saw that spilled over, just like, okay, this is the clone of 5e. Mm-hmm. But knowing that Cobalt Press put out 5e compatible stuff in the past, and that right. was kind of their, their deal, no way in hell they just wanted to make a completely new yes, game that right, their right. old stuff wasn't going to be compatible yes. with. Right, right. So as someone who kind of values honesty and just be like, okay, look, this is going to be D&D 5.5 because we want it to be compatible with stuff we've already made. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. they kind of directly say that yes. and kind of put that up front, then I don't really have a problem with it. If they want to do, oh, but we still have that. Like none of this wishy-washy <laughs> bullshit. Just right, say, right. look, we don't, we, don't want to, we don't want to pulp all this other stuff. It's this. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, so um, the answer to, yeah, what are, what are you changing is uh, we're changing stuff that needs to be changed and doing uh, doing it in a way that respects your current 5e library and keeps it useful. That's not an answer. Yeah. That's <laughs> we're what... changing things that need to be changed. Like what? <laughs> so I mean to say that the, uh, oh, so yeah, backwards compatibility is the thing they are trying to do the most. Um, our goal is to change stuff and then give you clear instructions to keep you using your current materials. Um, uh, we are trying to do that in a way that won't make PCs or GMs want to cry in frustration. Um, and then they go through, it, it does list very specifically, um, things that they, uh, are, are doing. And if you're just, you know, so also in answer to the question, well, the SRD is in creative commons. Why do you need to do this? You know, anybody mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. make D and D. Um, so listed the few things that the Cobalt designers and I are, are creating as replacements for the great, uh, great core rule books, uh, bits that we all wish were in the SRD. So alternatives for subclasses missing in the SRD, reimagining feats missing in the SRD as talents and lore text for every monster in the SRD. Um, and then streamlining of presentation, uh, the lineage heritage no longer grants ability bonus scores. Uh, uh, players can choose PC, uh, I'm sorry, play, player characters now choose their lineage and heritage. And then they'd go into the details about their talent right. system. Okay. So, yeah, so they're trying. And it, it really does sound because they had from, you know, 2015 until now, they're just constantly creating content. And, right. yeah, th- that would just be completely erased, especially if, um, depending on what happens with Wizards backwards compatibility, mm. their 5e stuff may not be very useful. So they're trying to, I guess, um, you know, handle that themselves and so it, it does feel very much like what paizo was doing it's like if you have if they make mistakes if wizards goes too far and changes things too much and one D is not very usable then black flag will exist. or just you don't like it yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or you don't like it or you don't want to use that platform black flag will exist and all the stuff that you bought from cobalt press will work well and probably right. all the stuff that uh uh you did you bought for D 5e well i wonder like they might be and i i think it makes sense again as a business okay like if Regardless of the changes they make to Black Flag or the whatever Black Flag becomes, mm-hmm. if their previous material is compatible with whatever Black Flag becomes, and if one D&D is supposedly going to be backwards compatible with D&D 5.0, then that stands to reason Kobold press material prior mm-hmm. to Black Flag will be compatible with both just by the fact that both are backwards mm-hmm. compatible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be in their minds too going, okay, yeah. if we if we don't change too much, mm-hmm. we can st- our products will still appeal to both groups. Right, right. And it's kind of, yeah, just kind of covering their bases because maybe Black Flag will become very unimportant if one D&D is a huge success. So like if, if, if it's adopted overwhelmingly, mm. 
still and it still supports 5e the cobalt press things will still be able to be used and i think that just it's kind of making sure you know kind of anticipating um a bad reaction and i right. think that's a good way for them to cover their well, i mean uh, also okay like themselves. if if one dnd is a huge success right like you still have people i imagine it's got a it's a small percentage but you still have people who go you know what i like dnd I can't support wizards anymore. Yeah, right. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, here's this D and D alike. Right. That's that's money isn't going to Watsi, but all the old stuff I have is still compatible. Right. They've got their those three audiences. Right. D and D fans, Cobalt Press fans, and then people who just want to play D and D but not support wizards. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I think unfortunately that means as few changes as possible, so that material across all three those three groups mm-hmm. is going to work with as little conversion or work as possible. Yeah. No, that that's true. Um, yeah, so yeah, we'll so they're see. They're breaking the monopoly. Yeah, not breaking the design monopoly. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's so that people. This uh, needed to kind of happen to explain kind of their intent and, and mm. motivations. Uh, this kind of question and answer because um, I think a lot of people, especially in the comments, you could tell they were kind of confused. It's like, well, this is not different. It's not new and exciting. It's like well, it is different because it says Cobalt Press right there, right? <laughs> right? Right. Right. Yeah, and you don't know. You're gonna wish you had uh you know depending on what happens with one dd you may really wish that you had this to just fall back on so i think that's a good thing to uh anticipate because nobody has any idea how uh, how big a fumble this is going to be and with what they've been doing as far as the releases the recent releases from wizards of the coast for for dnd have been really bad so if they continue on this like you know this just overproducing uh or over um you know releasing mm. under producing as far as content then i think well, they're not I mean, gonna be able to keep people can happy. you can you blame them i mean like you've got this giant release that might shake up everything on the horizon mm. you don't want people to go i i, I don't know what's coming out <laughs> right, right like right. Yeah, yeah. is this going to be usable right <laughs> mm. i don't know like because it still has to be compatible with 5e mm-hmm maybe compatible with whatever comes out of six so unfortunately i think that means like the less mechanics that are in it the safer it is yeah and i'm really afraid of um how much they they are reluctant to say 5.5 6e like they are yeah they're so so afraid to put a a version on it because they know no versions yeah yeah right so eliminating that version just means they don't know what they're doing anymore because they they do bring them all in (laughs) under one umbrella because you know the um iphone and ipad tried to do that just say no that's it's not a not a a version it's just the new ipad the new iphone and they had Hmm. to give that up because you need to know specs you need to know people you know retailers are just have a bunch of confused customers saying does this work with mine i have no idea so something doesn't have specifications yeah so if they're just going to have this ever evolving rule set and you've got this oh so wait anything you produce for the next 20 years has to all be compatible with this rule set you're going to be changing weekly depending well on, you know how well you're be well if they abandon print <laughs> they could yeah, do it right 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 yeah, right yeah that's true it would be, i it would be everything that can just yeah 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 <laughs> it, it, it's i think oh, no idea but i wonder if that's what they would go for like a yeah. perpetually updating piece of software right you right, know you right. go into your little mobile game and you got to download that four megabytes yeah yeah every time you play uh, yeah, every time right. yeah okay everybody update you're, you're sitting around yep. your virtual yep. table uh, everyone updated everyone current oh you're, you're not a subscriber you don't get the update right? <laughs> right. oh you're using, you're locked out of your features right yeah and that, that's the thing uh, games workshop is running into with, with when they're doing new races for 40k 
is the books. There's a big hype, you know, for the books, mm. and they're doing special editions. By the oh, time it's a Volt, <laughs> how could it not be hype for a Space Dwarves again? By the time you get those books, they've had to nerf everything because for their new releases, they're so OP that you know they're they're you can't have them in a tournament. They're so unplayable, and then you get the book, and you're just like, okay, just cross this out, cross this out. That, yeah, yeah, that is insane. That. They're going to, you know, be running things like that. So you're going to buy a player's handbook and they're like, ah, well, yeah, most of that's in there. The pictures are still valid. But besides that, any text or numbers will probably be. I got to say, I think that's why I'm just not really interested in competitive miniatures gaming. Mm -hmm. Apart from the price, right? Yeah. yeah, Like GW. Okay. Like the only thing I'll buy from GW now is the paints. And those are still wildly overpriced, right? But anyway, like, yeah, what you said. Okay. Them continue like they have to keep churning out stuff, and it has mm-hmm. to be kind of new and different for people to keep buying it. Right. But like that means okay, kind of like we were talking about, like with the end of Netrunner, how much internal playtesting have do you have time for yeah, yeah. to do this? Right, right? right. Mm-hmm. if you've got to keep on this cycle of constant content release, and I don't think they could ever do it, but they should probably just like for the health of contest or competitive play just scale back right mm-hmm. be like whenever 10th edition comes out being like okay look we're got to take more time 10th edition's got to be like the best it can possibly be and stay this way for like the longest period of time so that we can release release each codex mm-hmm. and not immediately have you take a sharpie to half <laughs> the rules right, right, right? right and that's a, okay that's hyperbole and exaggeration right i don't know the last time i've cracked open a gw codex right but like that's got to be alienating some of their fan base yeah yeah Yeah, there's i heard an interesting theory about games workshop um because they've had two consecutive like price increases like within three months and uh some of them are like over 10 percent for certain items close to you know ridiculous Mm. amounts of increase and uh uh, there was a theory that was saying they are literally anybody that's going to want to buy bargain, want to buy discount, not going to want to buy directly from them from their their high premium price. They don't want them anymore. They want possibly the, they want the whales. You know, they just possibly, want the whales. Yeah. They want the guys that don't even look at the price tag. They just say, "Give me this army. Give me everything that's been released for this army." You know, that, those are the customers they want. I, they have no I'm interest. Sure, they do. Yeah, because you know, you hear some of the tournament players saying, "Yeah, I had to drop you know three grand to put together my army for a uh, uh, for this." And you know, so and somebody. What did you get back? From- <laughs> so somebody else, they pay that money. Somebody else paints it, puts it together, and yep. paints it, and then they bring it to a tournament. So those and then are they the get the, their ass kicked anyway, right? <laughs> I don't know. Those are the customers they want. See, I, hmm. it's kind of similar to Magic, mm. but or other tournament games. And like personal preference, okay. For one, I think the most I spent on a single Magic card is like twenty five bucks, right? And I bought a playset of those black white angels from Ravnica blocks, right? Like a hundred bucks on four cards. That was the most I did. And I said. After I bought it, I'm just like, yeah. I'm just like, what did I just do? <laughs> right? Four pieces of cardboard, right? <laughs> I, I Personally, I'm much more inclined to do it when it's pieces of cardboard mm-hmm. because I haven't really invested anything other than money, uh, it, right? right? Like, right. I haven't clipped those out, yeah. shed blood on my miniatures, ripped patches of skin off from the glue and painted them, mm-hmm. only to go, oh, this unit's fucking worthless, right? right a new right. update. So yeah, that's, that's true. they're, they're kind of similar. Personal, I'm much more... That's much more palatable to me in a trading card game mm-hmm. because I haven't really done anything with the card other than sleeve it. Right, right. So yeah, that'd yeah. be like if you painted the illustration for the yeah, card yeah, yeah. and then play. Like, this this card sucks. I can't yeah, believe yeah. I wasted those hours drawing that wizard. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I think that's very that's very true. And I really suspect that a lot of people play unpainted, especially for 40K. Because, I'm sure they do. Because they can just it's so much easier to sell hmm. unpainted assembled models than it is a, you know, a mediocre paint job on uh, on models that nobody. But even can. even mediocre, like I've, I've done this. This is me. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Like, like there's some pride in the paint you oh, of course, painted, of course, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I enjoy making it your own, but then it's like, well, who wants to buy yours? You know, what's yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Right. So, or you sell it for for cheaper, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So it's a yeah, it's a funny thing, and so we're gonna see this. What this? I guess we just call it versionless D and D. What that? What that actually means? So sorry, so much D and D talk, but I was just there's uh, nothing. Not that there's nothing else, but it, like you can't escape it. Just it keeps, yeah, yeah. It keeps clogging things up yeah and so i wanted to <laughs> kind of um yeah because we mentioned last week i want to go back and uh, talk about the year zero license and then uh the black flag kind of clarification right. that was interesting but that is it for this week yeah so where can people find you uh, on twitter as always that's hive mind h-y-v-e-m-y-n-d uh instagram is the same where i'm currently trying to decide which uh armor paint scheme for ah. my oath mark dark elves nice um i've put the formulas up there and i can't decide which I oh, I gotta take a look. Go I gotta with, take a look. Right? I've been obsessed with my own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're dwarf. My own Amazing, filthy, right? filthy dwarves. Yeah. So, how about you? Yeah, we're very opposite. Like I mean, these are very, very like <laughs> clean and crisp and frosty, and you're just like freaking through the mud. Right, right. So anyway, yeah. So like, I, on the board, I'm giving you like a, Ooh, sn nice. a snowy. Oh, nice. Oh, I see it over there. Yeah. yeah so nice, I guess we nice. don't have to pick sides because it's the board is just one. <laughs> oh, I'm on yeah. side. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, I'm still doing. I didn't do this week. I was having a little voice trouble, and oh. it was the um, holiday too, yeah, so yeah. I didn't have any. Uh, my schedule was all crazy, so I didn't do the streaming this week. But uh, next week we will be doing the abuse cartoons. And uh, that is uh, Wednesday nights, uh, North American time, Thursday afternoons for me, where I draw my single panel gag cartoon, uh, Domestic Abuse. So gocomics.com slash Domestic Abuse if you want to read that. And you can watch me draw and I eat Japanese snacks. Maybe it's whatever we Japanese snack at the last time. <laughs> right? Yes. So, and I've gotten away from the uh, the, the daring kind of like, uh, oh, because nobody can appreciate how bad some of these things smell. Right, so right. it's like, yeah, there's no point in doing this. They don't understand why I'm so disgusted. Right. Ugh. But uh, And if you'd like to support what we are doing here, uh, please visit UpturnTable.com. That's where we keep everything and link to everything. And uh, to support specifically uh, what we're doing with the weekly, consider becoming a weakling. Yes, the strongest of all supporters. Yes, <laughs> on Patreon.com slash UpturnTable. Uh, you can pledge as a weakling and let us know uh, what you... Uh, uh, what do you like to see more on uh, on the weekly and what you'd like to see just in general with actual plays yeah. and uh, uh, war games and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we should put up there our lists. Oh, yeah, Both yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should do. Yeah, so maybe we. Uh, this will be a first, you know, kind of a good place to start doing text, like a text mm. blog on the website and just kind of chronicle how we're putting together Yeah, lists for um, Oathmark. And uh, yeah, so and tune in tomorrow. So tomorrow starting what, like probably three ish. Yeah, about three, three ish uh, Jap uh, Japan time. So probably too late for a lot of people yeah, yeah. in america god only knows what time north america yeah <laughs> right so we'll we'll stream the uh our first games in the um escalation campaign and depending on what we can do with it because i thought some of the uh it's a it's a good learning tool especially mm. watching us kind of figure out rules fumble through everything and yeah. do and uh do the formulas and things online so i think um i'll do a, a like a cut down version because if, we, right. if okay. we play for you know an hour or two right. that's not easily easy to watch it's fun to hang around but it's not easy to watch to right. learn so i'll cut it down into something that has you know the kind of role formulas and stuff right. we're okay. using cool. so you can understand um 
a little bit more about how the mechanics of the game work and uh, see, it, see if it's for you. I think oh. it's a really good alternative to like fantasy battles yep. and stuff. Yep. And the, you, compared to GW, you like can't beat that price point. Oh, yeah. Unless you yeah. order yeah. probably more than you should at the time. Yeah. Definitely. All yeah. right. So that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Later, mortals. Goodbye.